So I realized something with this. Yes. I think we're the war on Christmas. <laughs> Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Nerd Herder Podcast. I am John. Yeah, I'm I think. And uh, this is another episode of Nerdyverse, a series we do on Nerd Herder Podcast where we talk about the not Star Wars stuff because it does exist um, despite many people not believing so. In fact, there's things that exist that aren't movies and comics and TV and aren't things that we constantly argue about on the internet. And they're actually wholesome and nice and peaceful and can make you happy and you. Y- no, never mind. The men in black are, are coming and telling me to stop. I, I don't have to argue with strangers on the internet. Is that what oh, you're telling me? A concept. A concept. Um, no, yeah, we we will be kicked out of the algorithm if we uh, continue to do that. Keanu Reeves will come for us, and it will not be in the way I want. But I'm okay with that, honestly. <laughs> if I'm going to be killed by someone... It better be it Keanu better Reeves. It better be Keanu Reeves. I want Liam Neeson. Here's like, if I could... <laughs> Liam Neeson's, though? Liam Neeson's? Can I get some Liam Neeson? <laughs> Liam Neeson's is my jam. <laughs> uh, Bruce Willis's is my jelly. <laughs> so, you know, we figured, you know, we were forced into hiatus for <laughs> Christmas, and we had plans to talk about some um, of our favorite, not typical, uh, non-traditional Christmas movies, because yes. we don't like Christmas. Pause for effect. <laughs> Yeah, we don't. We're not fans of Christmas for various reasons. Yeah. Now, before you cancel culture us, and before you, and I'm an advocate for cancel culture. Um, That gets me in trouble sometimes. You're not an advocate for cancel culture. You're an advocate for Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. (laughs) (laughs) Consequences. Absolutely. Which there you go. They're the they're they're the same thing in a way. I mean, but that's a whole nother podcast anyway. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but like. It, there's there's things about Christmas that aren't fun and aren't great and aren't the point. Um, you know, there's many people that celebrate Christmas um, and it's got nothing to do with yeah. the big J man. And it's just like, okay, but that's not Christmas then. But also at the same time, Christmas isn't Christmas. Thanks, Catholics. Um, you know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's just this layered issue of like, it's not... I'm not a big fan of most holidays. I'm just going to go on record. I don't like the bunny. I don't like the Cupid. I don't like Santa Claus. I mean, you know, I I like Jack Skellington, though. He can stay. (laughs) Halloween is the best holiday. (laughs) That's not my Santa. Halloween is our uh, Christmas in this house. In the living room, we have our Halloween tree up. Yeah. Now, you know, I mean, we, we have the things we like that are... Are, are supposed to be the point of the holiday, I guess, and, and yeah. everything. But it's just what Christmas is and has become is not what we're fans of. The same with most holidays, you know. And, and you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's just like I joke all the time because I get put in charge of a lot of our Christmas efforts uh, where I work. And it's just so ironic that they put the guy that doesn't like Christmas in charge of Christmas stuff. And it's just like... Cool. That's the thing. You just need to stop being good at it. And right. And then I'll stop doing it. That's the concept for life. But, yeah, um, yeah so it, it, similarly, now you're different, though, I would say, but similarly, our movie taste when it comes to Christmas things is not typical. No. But you, you do like some of your average, like, and, and so I guess we should, cl- you know, uh, establish the rules mm-hmm. um, or the parameters or the guidelines of what we mean when we are like not typical. What what decided the movies we're talking about today? And my whole thing was like Christmas is the vehicle for the plot, yes. but not the plot. Like it deconstructs Christmas even. I agree. Um <clears throat> instead of celebrating it. Like, you know, any of the claymation ones. Like, that are so near and dear to so many people's hearts. (laughs) They were near and dear to my heart for a very long time. But then, um, Worthy Kids, one of my favorite YouTubers. Yeah. He started making, uh, claymation-y looking animations Mm -hmm. in Blender. And those just, like, blew my freaking mind. Mm -hmm. 
so I don't have to watch Christmas anymore. <laughs> I can just watch <laughs> Worthy Kids and watch clowns and burgers. See, I like um, ass. I like certain ones. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say aspects. Okay, I didn't have to finish that word. <clears throat> <laughs> Probably would have been a good idea. I like certain Christmas movies, and and if yeah. I liked them, I liked them for certain reasons. I, it's not because it's Christmas movies, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it and so it like I love the Santa Claus movies. I love those. Um, I love Jack Frost. Um, yes. with uh, Michael guess. Keaton, not the horror movie Such and not the claymation one. You know, I'm trying to think of other like Christmas movies. I like I like The Grinch, but we, we <laughs> arguably that's anti-Christmas to yeah. a point. I like it up until he changes his mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Grinch if the heart didn't grow three sizes that day. For it, pretty much. Like I'm yeah. not all for like ruining kids Christmas, but I am all for like being real and being like, "Hey, have an education on capitalism." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christmas is not about toys. Um, it, so yeah, it's, it's the idea that these are movies that Christmas is a part of it because Christmas happened. Like even Harry Potter could be a Christmas movie if you really wanted it to be because Christmas happens there. Exactly. Like I, I grew up with the traditional Christmas movies. Like, uh, White Christmas is a big one that I watch with my mom all the time. Melinda loves Hallmark. Yeah, I do too. I, I can't get behind it. I'm sorry. See, I, I like it because so they're much, so ridiculous and like they're so like it it's the ridiculous romance. It's not the it's not the Christmas thing. I don't know what it is. It's just nice to be able to sit back with cocoa and eggnog and just watch the same formula over and over and over and over. Yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> I'll say like my favorite one growing up was Jim Henson's Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I like the outtakes for that. That's it. Because so I haven't seen the actual movie. Because it's Frank Oz <laughs> and Jim Henson just doing their thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Christmas movies that involve Muppets, but that's the only like traditional one. Uh, I like the Jim Carrey um, yes. Christmas Story. Yeah, uh, Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Very good. I hate Christmas Story. That's the one with the kid in the pole, right? Yes. Yeah, I like... I like um, the Christmas Carol. I think that one's like one of my most traditional mm-hmm. like Christmas movies, um, probably. One can say the most traditional. Christmas Pretty much, movie. yeah. Uh, but like the reason I love that is it's it's exactly the point. It's exactly what I'm talking about. Is it's like it's not about like the money and all this other. It's it's about you know family. It's about just being grateful and all of that stuff. Yeah. And like that's the thing I tell people. Like it sounds so evil to be like I don't like Christmas, but it's like I don't like what Christmas as most people describe it as. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing of just like, I mean, we live in a time where it's like, I'm a Christian. Okay, wait, what what, what kind? Like, I have to, let me see your credentials because that means different things to different people. Yeah, Christmas means different things to different people. Most people like Christmas because they got a PS5. I don't, like... Meanwhile. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like... I don't like the thing of gifts and I don't like the justification for it of like, oh, but Jesus was a gift. And it's just like, Jesus was born in March. Stop. Like, <laughs> like stop trying to justify it. I, I don't I know. like, I mean, it's just, it's such a ridiculous holiday. And yeah. so to have ridiculous movies that you can watch on that ridiculous holiday is probably the nicest thing you can do for yourself. Yeah, watch our recommendations. <laughs> so we were going to have a whole month of this um, where, you know, we had, I think, four in total of like, hey, these are the movies. Mm-hmm. But um, we're boiling it down to two so that way we can have a kind of, well, that way we can do something we wanted to do and then kind of go on with the schedule. Because it's no longer Christmas, but... It's not? Technically, it's never Christmas because it's just, it's just Christmas so, is canceled. It's okay? such a fabricated holiday. Um, <laughs> yeah, people are not gonna like like us for this one. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's fine. Look, we, the internet is about saying your opinions regardless of how it hurts people. That's what I've learned. <laughs> that's a lie. That I have is a lie. asterisks. I, that's a lie. Don't. That is a lie. Consequences <laughs> for your actions. Yeah. Right. So uh, anyway, um, do you want to start? Do you want to talk about yours first? Sure. I'd love to. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, a, a tiny little background for this one. Okay. Um, one year when it was after we got married, I was alone in the house, flipping through the channels because you guys were doing stuff for Christmas and such. Mm-hmm. And I came across 
on, I think it was sci-fi, this weird 70s movie, and I didn't understand what was happening until mm -hmm. I just started randomly watching it, and oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> it was so good. The thing that tripped me out, though, was it was Christmas-themed, mm -hmm. but not Christmas. Mm -hmm. It was a murder. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about the very first slasher film. I will stand by that. 1974. Halloween came out in 1978. I'm not wearing my glasses. <laughs> Checks notes, man. Really close to my notes. <laughs> um, that is Black Christmas. Huh. Which, if you. That's a sad start to slasher films. Well, it's so I, good. I just, it's one of those things where, like, I feel like people think that the first of a genre is the epitome, but I really think it's, I mean, and for all intents and purposes, like, the first Nightmare on Elm Street's not the best nightmare. I disagree. I, my, well, my, my whole thing is, like, the first one's always perfecting the formula. Mm -hmm. It's what that one does to make way for the rest of them that eventually makes better things, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because it it's so new, it can't be perfect. And I think people like like deify the first of genres and every like I, get that. I mean the original trilogy's been treated that way. Like that that's the Star Wars and everything has to be like that. And it's just like, oh, even though it's thirty years apart, even though, you know, it's like twenty one years apart. Most new movies uh, and different characters. Right. Like what? Okay. Uh, you know, so it's like I, I and when I say that, I don't mean like, oh, that's a horrible movie. It's more so like, man, we've come so far. We have. Like, what, what's come come from that being kind of in... And it's so weird because it's like the most um, <laughs> unholy. Because not only is it a slasher film... It, it not only is it a slasher film, it's also called Black Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's all, yeah, it's also like Santa killing people. Like, which no, was all not that one. No. Oh, wait, what's that one? That one is, uh, what's it called? Uh, Silent know. Night, Deadly Night. That's the one. Right. Black Garbage Christmas. Garbage Day. That's the second one. Black Christmas. Is that the, there's just, there's just murder on Christmas? Well, Black Christmas is, like I said, the first slasher film. That, that was the one remade killer. recently, right? Yes. Yeah. I have feelings. Yeah. I'm gonna get to them. <laughs> if, mm. If you've never seen the movie Black Christmas, it's about a kind of a crank caller. It starts off with um, the girls in a sorority house getting a call from Billy, who is right. Yeah, making calls, making all kind of lewd noises, and oinking like a pig for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, and they've apparently been getting this call for like years. Mm -hmm. And so, like, they're getting ready to leave the house for Christmas. Uh, one of the girl's fathers uh, comes to pick her up and she is not there because she has been murdered with a uh, a laundry plastic bag thing, mm -hmm. uh, which is on a lot of the posters for the movie. Uh, it's, it, I hate, I don't hate calling things a good kill, but it's a good kill. Mm -hmm. Like It's very startling. It's out of nowhere. Yeah, and like our, our, our basis is on what skeeves you out the most and what's done very well effect-wise. Oh, yes. Um, you know, it's not celebrating death. It's it's one of those things where it's just like... Like, for instance, Final Destination is the ultimate, like, anxiety-inducing horror movie because it yeah. makes you afraid of real life. It gets you. It gets in your head. You're afraid to take a shower. You're afraid to get on a plane. You're afraid to make tea. <laughs> like, goodness you're, gracious. You're not afraid to make tea. You're afraid to put vodka in your cup. You're, you're your afraid, like, like, you are that guy at the end of that movie where you're just eating cat food and everything's duct taped and child-proofed. And um, so, like, it's, it's that. It's just, yeah. like, that movie is full of good kills because it's one... It, the point of the movie is to make you afraid, and that makes exactly. you afraid of everything. And you gotta think, this was... I don't remember if it was before or during the Bundy killings. Mm. Like, the, and that's and something... in a sorority house, too. I, I, like, I feel like I have to quantify, like, why the horror boom was so, like, both controversial and unrepeatable mm -hmm. is because it was happening in times where mass murder and like like that stuff was real yeah like, um you know like and i feel like that's what made a lot of movies looking back for you know like 
our parents and, and, and their parents, like, that's what made them so scary is because they were too real. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, eh, we get unfriended. We get truth or dare. What? Like, <laughs> you know, Where's we get... murder? <laughs> we get, uh, you know, what's that hide and seek one? Is it hide and seek? What's it? The, Which the, one? The one where she's getting married and then it's just like, oh, let's play hide and seek. Yeah, ready or not. Ready or not. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> that one's good, though. It is, but it's just, it's such a different thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not... I'm not scared of this. Yeah, like, it might, it might make me jump, but it's not real. Meanwhile, where horror thrived in the 70s, like, that's why I call it, for me, the golden age of horror films, is it's so realistic. You get movies like Black Christmas, which is literally just a person. He's just a dude. Moving we we didn't get supernatural yet. Yeah. Which, by the way, was really only to kind of justify make continuing yeah. to make these things. Like it's the same reason they used green blood in um, from dusk till dawn. It was like it's literally just to get it by the censors. Exactly. Like, no, he's not. He's not a Manson. You know, wannabe. No, he's he's a dream demon. Yeah. Like I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I just I, you know it's it we make it supernatural to justify like continuing. Yeah. Like and. It's literally just him moving through the house, killing everyone in it, mm-hmm. except for our final girl, which this is the movie that started off the final girl trope. I want everyone to know that. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so well done. This movie actually started off a lot of uh, people's careers, too. Mm-hmm. Like Olivia Hussey, who is a, a very popular actress in the 70s and 80s after this. I don't think this one, like, Blew her up into... Yeah. (laughs) Um, But also, Margot Kidder, who, if you don't know, if you don't recognize that name, Lois Lane. Oh, really? Yeah, she was Lois Lane. What? She was just one of the sorority girls? Yeah. Oh. She was Barb. Uh, Barb got killed by the, or not ceramic unicorn, the glass unicorn. Which was a trope for this. Like, that became the... Yeah. The, this, I think, started the, also the fan trend of, like, okay, what, what thing can we latch on to and identify this entire yeah. thing by? Like, oh, that's the Black Christmas thing. Yeah, I'm not going to, like, go through the entire movie and tell you what happens because I want you guys to watch the movie because it's such a good if movie. If you've seen slasher movies, you can kind of follow yeah. the beats and everything. But it, it is so well done in not just... The plot and, you know, the reason... There isn't a reason behind the killings. They, It's just a prank caller gone mad, apparently. Yeah, it's just... They didn't work on the background as much back in the day. No. <laughs> uh, but it's so well executed. And uh, not even just the main plot, but the side plots as well. It's mm-hmm. so well done. Like, it's hard to find that in the 70s and... Yeah. Like, Everyone on. has an either an alibi or everyone has a motive. Mm-hmm. And I love that as a concept for a movie. However, there were some remakes made. Yeah, well, it got on, like, early 2000s one, right? Uh, 2006. Yeah, it got, which was a horrible time it for so horror <laughs> movies. <laughs> um, lots of bad remakes and revisits to genres and all this other stuff. And, yeah. like, not a lot of good stuff happening there. And I think it's because there there was such an audience shift that people, like, creators didn't know what to do or to, how to keep up. Yeah, and you had movies like Saw coming out. So, and which, which was yeah, it blew up the, the platform. And that's, and that's the thing. And so you see, like, certain genres coming back, but, like, grittier or, like, yeah. you know, uh, and then uh, the... The, the characters themselves changed. So no longer were we like, oh, regular people. No, we were like, no, these are the teens you yeah. kind of are okay with. These are uh, characters. <laughs> yeah, like, like, weird time for horror. So, like, anything made then just didn't have a lot behind it. You get movies like Idle Hands in the 2000s. <laughs> I, you get movies like, oh, gosh, what's the, not Society. It's uh, The Faculty with Elijah Wood. It, I don't remember that one. Aliens. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's all you um, I liked the more recent remake, though. Um, even for my comments of, like, very strong feminism, which... In, it's not a bad thing, but when it's, like... What, I guess I shouldn't even quantify it that way, because it goes back to our earlier conversation of, like, I like Christmas. What do you mean? Like, yeah. when I say feminism, I, <clears throat> I mean very... The, the whole plot is basically around, like this goo that makes guys 
worse guys yeah. and it's about this like secret society that does that to men and turns them into killers and mindless it's it's this thing of just like oh no my testosterone i yeah, like you wouldn't like me when i have to like it's just it's it's bad it it, it got it took the plot in a whole different direction yeah. than it needed to go rather than just they're they're killers yeah the the original um black christmas is a feminist movie for completely different reasons. A lot of horror is a lot of horror is more legit, like more legitimately empowering. I think, like if you're empowered by the more recent one, that that's Good fine. It's just like I I think that for my, it, I think honestly, it's just because it was Black Christmas. If it was a different yeah. movie, I might have digested it better. That's my thing. Right. Okay. Because so. it's completely different. <laughs> I've had that with so many movies recently where it's just like, you could have just made a different movie. Like I, we love the child's play remake. Mm -hmm. Like it's such a good and fun movie. Right. But did it have to be child's play? Like if it could have just been, you know, another doll, mm -hmm. like it, unlike evil dead, unlike evil dead, which, which was so actually a very good, I mean, it can even be a, yeah, an almost a sequel, sequel. Yeah, yeah it like it can almost exist with the other movies and if you're one who you know craps on sequels and stuff be aware that bruce campbell had a hand in making the evil dead sequel. yeah all right so and it's it was just, really good though so like if you just don't like it because it wasn't bruce campbell and it wasn't funny as crap yeah. like that that's not a good reason it was scary. It's very good. It, it's very um, well handling of the the story they inherit from the other movies, from Sam Raimi and everything. Exactly. Um, yeah, unlike the more recent Black Christmas, that yeah. although was a decent movie, it wasn't a good Black Christmas no. movie. I And I think the reason I love it so much is like the original. is It's a great execution of the slasher genre. You mm -hmm. have pretty daggum decent special effects for the time uh you have good kills without being like explicit and you have just very well fleshed out characters mm -hmm. like there's a whole subplot where um the main girl oh gosh what is her name i don't remember um the main girl and her boyfriend uh are in a, in the middle of a fight mm -hmm. and so that could be his motive for being a killer mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil the ending. It's so good. But I, he's I, not. But he's not. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to. It keeps you guessing. And that's something. It's so good. When you get a uh, easily uh, demonizing villain, like you, like Michael is the bad guy. Yeah. Jason is the bad guy. Freddy is the bad guy. It's so much harder because it's just like they get so old. Yeah. It, you know, it, it really narrows the story versus ones where it's just like, who is it? Mm-hmm. I think this movie doesn't get enough credit for setting off the slasher genre. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like I said, it is the, in my opinion, the first real slasher. You get movies afterwards like Halloween, which took a lot of inspiration from Black Christmas. Mm -hmm. This set up an entire generation of movies. Like, there would be no Halloween without Black Christmas. There would be no Friday the 13th without Black Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, Another movie that set off a lot of subversion of expectations. Mm -hmm. like, I love that movie so much. And the then immediately one. just forgot about all of it. <laughs> okay. Friday the 13th, one through three. Very good movies. Mm -hmm. And then seven. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Seven's good too. Um, but yeah, like, it's a great movie that should be enjoyed by all. Mm-hmm. I What's mean, if you like if you like horror movies, definitely it's worth checking out. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, especially if you want to get into the roots, if you want to try something different, maybe um, than you're used to with mm -hmm. with horror movies and slasher movies. Which slasher is horror? It kind of it blends in. I yeah. mean, it's not rainbows, <laughs> so it's it's, yeah. it's horror. Yeah, and uh, if you don't like that one, then watch uh, Silent Night Deadly Night too. Which is yeah, <laughs> and those movies. <laughs> it's. A different kind of movie. <laughs> See, whereas Black Christmas, you can actually, like, it. it's a good movie. Uh, those movies are very, like, they're not good, but no. we can have fun. Yeah. <laughs> we can have fun watching them. The Watch the one with, what's it, um, is it Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yes. Um, there's, where he's Santa, like no. evil Santa. No, 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 that's, um, oh man, 
Santa's sleigh, I think. It's some. Well, no, no. I know it's not um, Silent Night, Deadly Night, but yeah. I think it's I, uh, it's some wrestler. Yeah, it it is Stone Cold. I think. I don't. I think it's Santa's sleigh. I think so. I, There's that. There is Jack Frost. There is a horrible horror movie jack frost um there's one where frosty the snowman's voice actor kills people with a microwave that's not a christmas movie that's just my fun fact for the day i love that movie if you want to hear frosty the snowman saying just the absolute worst garbage it's so bad it's called microwave massacre you should oh my gosh it's so bad um any other bad movies i can make people there you go that's um that's your that's black christmas that's your download what's yours um, so mine is, I th I've hinted at it a couple of times um, when building up to this episode and everything, and I went back and forth between this and Jingle All the Way. Mm. Um, the only reason I went with this instead was because this is a little bit truer to our intention with like being Christmas adjacent, whereas yeah. Jingle All the Way, technically the entire plot is he's trying to get a toy for his kid for Christmas. Though, by the end of it, it deconstructs the idea of like, in the end, instead of buying his kid a hero toy, he became his kid's hero, and it also stars Jake Lloyd as an adorable child. He is an adorable so, child. So, like, that's one of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, and, like, I know, you know, Terminator, I know Commando, I know all these other amazing movies he's in, but Jingle All the Way is fantastic. Um, so, it was gonna be that, because I love that, but it was a little too Christmassy for me. So, I went with Gremlins. Yeah. Um, I love Gremlins. I love both films. Um, and there is a Netflix sequel, uh, prequel, um, ish coming out soon. Secrets really? of the Mogwai, which I'm excited about because, um, it's, it's gonna kind of be a little bit more origin story. It's gonna be pre Gremlins, which is exciting because when you get into this movie, one of the biggest things is just the questions of what is this where did this come from and everything and so um the the movie's built on the lore of gremlins um mogwai is um i think it's mandarin i have to look up um it it like translates just to like demon or creature or something like it just mogwai is what the shopkeeper calls it. Mm -hmm. It's not that mogwais are a thing that turn into gremlins that are another thing. It's just that that's what he called Gizmo, mm -hmm. uh, the gremlin. So Gizmo is a gremlin. They're not. Yeah. They don't turn into gremlins. They are. They are always gremlins. Although technically, they're not gremlins. They're just called that because, um, like, one of the most famous like horror and like seventies eighties movies like cameo actors is just like gremlins. Gremlins! I told you it was the Gremlins! <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and the whole reason is he represents the lore that they were going off of when Chris Columbus wrote this. Yes, yeah. Chris Columbus wrote Chris this. Chris Columbus wrote this. Um, he wrote this, and I think it was, jo yeah, Joe Dante uh, was the director, which I have some fun stuff about him later. But, like, yes. the whole thing with Gremlins was it's just war propaganda. Um Definitively World War II war propaganda, but even as early as World War One, basically they brought, p blamed technical problems um, on gremlins. Like, like that. Like we joke nowadays, but like that was legitimate. Like, no, it's just gremlins in the in the stuff. Like, like it was trying to explain why things went wrong. Like, it's the stupidest thing. It's the same thing. Like, it's the whole carrots are good for your eyes thing, where it's just like, what? Why? Like, I could not. I went deep down the rabbit hole and could not find justification for why, mm -hmm. just that it exists. So you can thank, um, you know, World War II airmen for this, um, for the concept of gremlins. And, and it's do. been parodied and shown off. Like, the entire thing of the gremlin on the plane with Twilight Zone is a reference to gremlins-like planes, like stuff like that. So they're saboteurs, they're mischief makers, they're just little evil goblins is the concept and so it takes like the, the story takes that and just basically puts it in a situation where what if they just went loose mm -hmm. and um so the setup for that is that it's christmas and this dad is just trying to find his kid a present and apparently little creature works little creature. like it's just such a weird thing because it asks you to accept so much with this mm -hmm. with this little creature in a box because it's like 
It's not a dog. Yeah. It's not a normal animal. Anybody, no matter your education, is going to look at this and be like, we should probably turn this into the government. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that movie scene has been parodied by so many other, like, everything. Like, there's a scene in The Simpsons where uh, Homer goes to buy Bart a Christmas present, and mm -hmm. he buys him an evil Krusty doll. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene in, like, the origin stories of The Amazing World of Gumball. Um, the dad buys Darwin from a dude in a spooky shop. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I love that. As a cliche, but yeah, it's 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 fun. actually it's a it's a really good setup. It's it's, it's enough. It's it's perfectly enough, and yeah. it's merely just to get the creature into our main character's hands, you know, the, the family's hands, to then create the mischief. And so, this it's all fine and dandy as long as Gizmo, the Mogwai Gremlin, is Gizmo. <laughs> but there's the three rules with them. You don't feed them after midnight. You don't let them in the sunlight because it'll kill them. And you don't get them wet. This is also my rules. <laughs> and so if you feed them after midnight, that's when they turn into what people call the gremlins. That's how you go from Mogwai to gremlin. They're not cute anymore. Now they're evil. Um, if you get them wet, they multiply. And again, if you put them in the sun, they die. And so they're very fantasy driven so it's really interesting because it takes that and puts it in a horror genre because mm -hmm. up until it happens it's just a wholesome like 80s really sweet. like yeah it's it's just a nice movie yeah, it's got cory feldman in it and then yeah being cory feldman you hate cory feldman i don't you well you have opinions i do about well I, I i have opinions about what the industry has done to um, make Corey Feldman Corey Feldman, as most people um, know him. Corey Feldman as an adult is a completely different person than Corey Feldman as a um, child. You know, really. luckily Macaulay Culkin, like, pivoted at some point. Yeah. Where Corey Feldman's a little... I, I'm not saying that his life is just sad and we should all pity him. I'm sure no. he has parts of his life now that are great and everything. But to he, think what he yeah. could have had if his his younger years in, in, in acting were different. Yeah, and it, if he hadn't idolized Michael Jackson. It's just... <laughs> that too. Well, a lot of people would be different if that was the case. No. Um, so, yeah, so up until Gizmo gets wet, it's all fine, and then that's when... And this started a weird trend of just, like, movies that are kind of wholesome, but then all of a sudden, not. Mm -hmm. And... Um, that was the whole point of what they were trying to go for. So Joe Dante was brought in by Steven Spielberg. This was produced by Steven, mm -hmm. which is a big deal. The only reason he like signed off with it, though, was because um, he had worked with Steven Spielberg with uh, one of the Twilight Zone stories in the, in the uh, anthology film. Mm -hmm. And his was the funny one. So his job was literally to take a scary story and make it funny. So... When Chris Columbus wrote this and when it kind of reached Steven Spielberg, the guy he thought of was the one guy where it's like, hey, this has potential to be either really scary or really funny, but mm -hmm. what if it was both? And so he hired Joe Dante to do it. And Joe Dante, um, he did this one, he did the sequel, he also did Small Soldiers, which ironically, good movie. it's also very similar. It's just, it takes this very wholesome thing and then all of a sudden, it, instead of going horror, it goes action like it's so crazy it's still kind of horror kind of horror especially the barbies so it was this weird amalgamation of things and like it was even supposed to be worse but like they they purposely made it um uh less uh violent mm -hmm. um fun fact a lot of people think that it was jaws that helped contribute to um the pg-13 rating partially Partially. These two movies released within months of each other, both by Steven Spielberg with his name in it. Um, and so um, <clears throat> it was like, hey, yeah, we've got to do something about it. Like, so there was just these repeated things and Steven's name was on it. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, for his own good, it was like, yeah, let's do something else because I, I have to stop getting these angry letters from parents and everything. And well, that's so, why PG is parental guidance. Right. Well, yeah, but who really does that? <laughs> What's uh, really cool, so I mean, the, the reasons I love this movie are I'm, I'm very nostalgic for good special effects. I love oh, creatures. Yeah. I love little pint-sized creatures like this. They're done so well, these little animatronics. Yeah, and they're so iconic. I mean, mm -hmm. they're like, I just remember 
I don't, I don't remember when I first saw it. I know I saw it as a young kid and I just loved it. And it's one of those things where it's like, this is very self-contained. This is very small. So to fall in love with this, it's almost this thing like, you know, you're not getting more of this, Yeah. but you know, cause it's one of those things where it's like, you, you want this whole world. You want more stories and more movies about this. Cause it's so great, but that would be stupid because it'd literally be the same story over and over. The sequel was the only good progression of that where just like with alien, you make it worse by making more. It's just like we had like, I think eight, there was one, there was a very brief time mm -hmm. where there were about a hundred or so, Yeah. but they were all eliminated at once. So the sequel is like, wait, what if they were just so widespread, you just could not do that. You could not deal. And so they, I mean, hundreds, but it also leans way more into the comedy aspect of it too. Yeah. In the, in the sequel. Who boy, that sequel. Yeah. So, uh, it, it was, um, also by Joe Dante and was fantastic. So, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I really love this movie, it, it set up a lot of tropes. I love the ridiculous um, Christmas story um, that uh, the girlfriend t tells of just like, you know, <laughs> why, why she genuinely... I completely <laughs> forgot about that. She genuinely has a reason not to like Christmas, and I'm not spoiling it. It's so funny. But it there, just comes out of nowhere. But there's a whole... No well, and, that and, and that was the irony of the, th the thing. It was like... And they actually wanted to cut that, because they were like, that's the darkest part of this movie right now. But... But it's also the funniest. Well, yeah, and Joe Dante stood by it of like this is this is the point of the movie in a mm -hmm. capsule. This is the idea that hey, this is just so ridiculous, mm -hmm. and and this is what I'm going for with this movie. And so Steven Spielberg was like, Joe Dante said it stays, mm -hmm. which has to be like a really good feeling, um, to be like, hey, Steven Spielberg, you know, thought my opinion was right and everything. So. Um, but yeah, they wanted to cut it out uh, mm. for being so dark and everything. But and it it gets parodied it of it 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 gets parodied parodied in the sequel, which is amazing. Dude, I I freaking love that sequel too. It's uh, they're they such good movies. Such I mean, good movies. And there's nothing really scary about it. It's it's more no. the atmosphere of everything. Like the only I rem I watched Gremlins a young at a young age and I remember the only scene that really scared me was like the scene in the the scientist's office the doctor's office yeah where like he has all the syringes and stuff and yeah like, there, there's two scenes that are specifically scary or or they're more heavily scary because they want you to be afraid of the gremlins mm -hmm. um it's the the initial one where the mom finds them where she like goes around the house um killing them mm -hmm. you know the the way she meets the gremlins the way they come after her the, the they set up okay these guys are dangerous these guys are dangerous we do need to be afraid of them they're they're a genuine threat mm -hmm. um and it in, you know it throws them in in ways where it's just like it again it makes you jump like yeah it makes you double check your christmas tree it makes you you know um, and then, yeah, the, the one where like they stalk the teacher, um, and then you find the dead body after that, they're a joke. Yeah. Immediately. It, it, they're like just drunks in a bar. Yeah. There's a lady one in the next one. Cause it immediately goes to, all right, now that they're little and scary, what can we do? That'd be funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the, and that becomes the rest of the movie. Um, in the sequel, it's just immediately, let's just make them funny. Yeah. Uh, it, we're just making fun of pop culture in general yeah. at this point there's a reason there's a key and peel sketch about them pitching yeah. right ones <laughs> too so um some of the fun behind the scenes uh is a lot of people kind of know um some people don't but gizmo's voice actor was actually howie mandel he is um back when he apparently did this a lot he yeah. did voice acting a lot he had his own show yeah it well i mean eventually but it's just like this interesting mm -hmm. you know it's a choice have you ever seen the movie a little monsters uh nope yeah that was how i end up interesting yeah i'll show it to you someday um but anyway on to actually good voice actors um so <laughs> i'm sorry they had wow. so many good choices for this i i'm glad howie mandel got paid for this good job buddy but anyway frank welker <laughs> of course he he's stripe um who's the main guy you know him because he has the mohawk mm -hmm. um you know he's the the gang leader of the gremlins and everything um yeah. and so frank welker is stripe um 
other than him, no other actor directly has a gremlin. Mm -hmm. In the sequel, they specifically like, okay, you're the dumb one, you're the the buff one, you're the the mean one, like you're the girl. Yeah, you're the bat one. Like they like they get because they were so varied. You know, like, the, and that was the thing. The The guy that did the effects for the sequel didn't do the ones for the first one. Um, and his whole thing was, he, how pretentious can you get? Because I didn't make it, I don't want to do it, was his original thing. Aww. He didn't create the gremlins, therefore he didn't want to make the gremlins. So they were like, okay, well, what if we let you create your own gremlins? And so part of the reason we get the awesome variety of bat gremlin, spider gremlin, vegetable gremlin, girl gremlin, is because... Of him. It was literally because of contract reasons of, like, we've got to make unique gremlins. Mm -hmm. So, arguably, the sequel would have been completely different if, if they had just, you know, went along with, no, just make gremlins. Yeah. You would have loved to see your boy Stripe again. Yeah. Well, because they have no variety in the first one. Stripe is the only unique one. Yeah. Um, and so, he's the only named uh, named one. But then we also have other familiar names, including um, Mark Dodson who, not very familiar, probably Force Losers uh, are the only one that's going to maybe recognize that because he's actually a sound engineer, not a voice actor. Mm -hmm. He did music for um, uh, Judas Priest. So he's a sound mixer. So he didn't, he didn't do voice acting as much as he just talked and then made it sound evil. Interesting choice. Which, if you're going to be a sound engineer for Judas Priest, you better have a dang fine voice. Right. Um, Michael Winslow, everybody mm. knows from Police Academy. Michael um, Peter Cullen, because you can't have Frank Welker without Peter Cullen. Of course Peter not. Cullen was also um, the 1963 King Kong. He did the, the voice and effects for um, that one. That's the one with Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's yeah. a movie. We should talk about that. Um, and Bob Bergen. Porky Pig himself was one of the um, was one of the gremlins. Which one was he? Uh, or was just, he just? Yeah, this was gremlins? this was just um, this was the first one, so they didn't have anybody specifically assigned other than um, Frank Welker. But um, yeah, and the guy that did the effects for the the gremlins worked on Raiders of the Lost Ark. He worked on Star Wars. Mm -hmm. He worked on um, Tales from the Crypt uh, films. He worked on both Fly movies. Um, the, the Goldblum 80s ones. Yeah. So, like, he, like, such an, such, like, credit. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. Um, you know, and, and especially since, like, Joe Dante, the director, would go on to work with icons like Steve, uh, uh Stan Winston mm -hmm. with, um, Small Soldiers. Like, the guys that made Terminators are making killer toys now. So, like, he's worked with so many, so many incredible people, um, because of that and everything. So, I mean, like... It's just, it's a, it's a really good movie. It's a really fun movie. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't require a lot to, no. to enjoy. And it's not super horror. I, I, like, I know we kind of both went near that genre. Yours is more, more horror than mine. Yeah, mine, mine's more traditional horror. I just like the, that, again, Christmas is the vehicle. The whole reason the Mogwai is introduced is because Christmas, everything that else that happens has nothing to do with Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and these aren't the only two... You know, I think we've said the only two um, horror Christmas movies that exist. Like, oh no! Like, there's so many fantastic ones. It's just that ho Christmas horror is easier to be like that's not Christmas yeah. than other things. Because again, like Jingle All the Way, yeah, Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Home Alone. Even people think is very Christmas. Again, it. The only thing that matters that it's Christmas is number one, it's snowing. Number two, family vacation. Other than that, it has nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah. That one's a slasher flick, too, if you think about it. <laughs> right. Um, you know, now you get into things like Die Hard. Um, I think My mom's favorite I think Christmas both movie. Die Hard and Die Hard 2 are both Christmas-centered. Yep. There you go. Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. Well, yeah. it, it happens around Christmas. You know, so, like, there's a lot of movies mm -hmm. that, like, Christmas is just the background. Yeah. And I think those are the best Christmas movies because it's just one of those things where it's just like, Christmas is just a thing that happens now. Yeah. Like, you know, to make Christmas special is something you do intentionally. And it's not because you bought the best gifts for people and everything. Like, what makes Christmas special is just the intentional effort to enjoy time with family and friends and to be grateful. Otherwise, you have no choice but to be around Christmas. Like, exactly. I have tried. I don't get a choice in the matter anymore. So, like, that's what's so great about these movies where it's just like, there's not enough movies that just have Christmas in it. Yeah. Like, for no reason. 
I think like something that we have in common with growing up in I'd say pretty different environments but something that we have in common is Christmas was always about family mm -hmm. it wasn't about you know presents it wasn't about look I love you more because I bought you this thing Mm -hmm. um, it was about, you know, we're going to sit in the living room and we're just going to be together. Mm -hmm. Like that, that was the huge part of Christmas for me growing up. And like, you have the tradition with your mom, uh, going to Waffle House at 3am, <laughs> which the best time it's, it's the best time. Apparently it tastes, it tastes House. better between the hours of one and 4am. Yeah. And stone sober too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we have a unique relationship with Christmas. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I have the both benefit and tragedy of working heavily um, in yeah. Christmas every year. And I think that's something that's molded it as well in terms of like, if I'm going to have to do this, I'm going to at least find something to be happy about about this dang holiday. Yeah. And like, so like I'm motivated to not like the traditional stuff only because so much of my job is the other traditional stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, partially it's just because it's just like, I'm I'm not forced to like it. It's not like my job is in jeopardy if I don't like Christmas. It's just a matter of, like, the themes of Christmas are more prevalent, you know, with my job around that time of year. So it's just like, I have to swim in it. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where it's like a lifeguard. I imagine a lifeguard that has to swim often doesn't just like doing it recreationally anymore like you might before you start but do that for a few years and you're kind of just like i don't like being wet anymore <laughs> i feel like that where it's just like i don't i don't really like this stuff anymore mm -hmm. like i i want to i want to have my own reasons to like it because if i don't i'm really not going to be a fun person around this time of year yeah and an and another unique thing is that you know part of your job and part of my parents job growing up was seeing people who didn't have right. what we had growing up like it you well your to... your grandparents literally created a program to yeah. give christmas to people that genuinely would not and as i love that heritage but at the same time i also have my things with it of just like times where i can meet those families and mm -hmm. be like I'm really glad we could give your kid a Spider-Man toy because their favorite hero is Spider-Man. But maybe just sit down and watch Spider-Man movies with them. You know, like, yeah. I, I really enjoy having moments to kind of bring it a little bit different. Like, give them the toy. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we've taken these donations. Give them the toy. But, like, do something else, too. Do, yeah. do something we can't put in this bag for you. Mm -hmm. the, like, Yeah, that's, I, I, that's why family gifts are so sought after yeah in you know that line of work is like please just hold on to each other <laughs> yeah so you know like it, it's nice to be able to and and i think yeah that's part of the thing is it's like i don't ever want to feel like i'm giving people christmas because we gave them stuff mm -hmm. that's not christmas like it's nice and but at the end of the day honestly you know and I'll just go on record for it. Honestly, the main reason we do that stuff is only because, like, the heartbreaking realization that you're poor usually happens around Christmas. Yeah. Because you don't get the stuff everybody else gets. So the reason we provide the Christmas the, we, the way we do a lot of the times is because of society. It's built this expectation of that's what makes a happy family a good family. That's what makes a happy child is stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the times where it's most tragic for families is when they don't have the stuff. So, you know, programs like ours and like so many others and Toys for Tots exist because, you know, it's like, you shouldn't have to feel that way around this. Like, no. the, like you're not less than because your kid didn't get 50 toys. Like, yeah. you're, they're not Dudley and that's okay. You know, so it's just one of those things. I didn't mean to get all like, crazy with it and everything like I'm, I'm glad for what we're able to do around that time of year and everything um you know yeah. but yeah like you said it's it's a it's given a unique window into what christmas is yeah and and what it should be well and that's my point is like you look at the families like that that are in need and it really makes you think oh this doesn't matter yeah. None of this matters. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, like, you don't tell that to someone you're helping, but, like, you, you try to find ways to inject a different kind of... Like, don't hope that your your 
situations better because you got Christmas for your kids. Like, you know, just enjoy this, but let's also do this, or let's also mm -hmm. go after this and everything. You know, I mean, Christmas is just a messed up time of year, honestly. I mean, yeah, it's so mixed with so many different things. It's Christian, it's pagan, it's capitalist. It's just like, it's, it's such a thing. Yeah. And I think the simpler you can make it, the better you make it. And I think if you're goal is to have fun, enjoy yourself and be grateful for stuff, you know, that that's all you can really ask for. And enjoying stupid movies is the way we do that. Yeah. You know, um, it doesn't have to be the traditional stuff. Um, we watch Star Wars on Christmas. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> which I think has become a little bit more accepted as a Christmas tradition for Star Wars fans. Yeah. So yeah, we, we purposely try to stay away from tradition with movies like this and Star Wars and, and so much more because when you really realize how crazy Christmas is, it's, it's a lot easier to just be like, eh, maybe we don't watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer this year. No. <laughs> you know? <laughs> We're going to watch Big Top Burger again. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, anyway, yeah. um, go watch those movies to make up for this ridiculous conversation here at the tail, tail end of this. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean... It's not that we hate Christmas, it's just we like our Christmas a little different than everybody else does. Yeah, if you, listen, your family celebrates Christmas your way, and that's what makes it special. Yeah, you know, there's people out there that are hardcore traditionalists, and that's fine. I'm related to them. Yeah, you, that, I'm not trying to say that your, your happiness is fabricated. No, be, not at all. Be happy the way you, you want to be happy with Christmas, but just make sure you're doing it not because society's told you you have to celebrate a fat man that breaks into your house every year. Like, like Joe Pesci is a nice fellow. Right? <laughs> Just make sure you enjoy it for the right reasons, I guess is the main thing. But that, uh, that's a lesson for life in yes. general. Enjoy it for the right reasons. Exactly. And make it your own. Exactly. Um, and so, uh, be sure to let us know your thoughts maybe on Christmas as a holiday. <laughs> um, tell us all the ways we're wrong. What did you get for Christmas? Cancel us if you want. I dare you. Um, <laughs> I and tripled on <laughs> let us know your favorite. Um, some people did on Twitter and, uh, thank you. A lot of people recommended some of the same things we recommended, um, in terms of gremlins and, and die hard and, uh, lethal yeah. weapon. Let us know if you have any other favorite and guess what? It doesn't even have to be Christmas centered. Is there a movie you specifically watch at Christmas just because, uh, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. And maybe we'll talk about it again. Yeah. There's so many more movies um, out there, so we're definitely uh, able and planning to revisit this later, maybe uh, Christmas in July or maybe a Christmas in Christmas if we can ever manage it. Mm. Um, Wouldn't it be nice? So, but no, uh, so that's our, our Christmas in not December Christmas in episode. January. Yeah. Um, we'll be back with some other craziness, um, coming soon with Nerd Herder Podcast and we're excited about it. Um, but until then, I guess just have, uh, happy holidays, you filthy animals. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee.